0: Welcome to another episode of Perimenopause Power. G'day, Nat. How are you today? We are going fabulous. It is the new year, 2023. Exciting times ahead. Certainly
1: are. Can't wait to see what the year holds for us.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the topic around perimenopause and menopause, right? Smashing it. Yes, absolutely. And we are excited to kick off our first episode for 2023 with courage and transformation coach, Jean Jing Yin-Sum. And I'll read all about Jean and her fabulous work. So Jean is an award-winning courage and transformation coach, speaker, space holder, and bioDanza facilitator. She supports souls in their 30s and 40s to embody their courage, to manifest their dreams, and live life on their terms. Jean is the creatrix of Asian Women Rising Circle and is celebrating as Trainee Coach of the Year with Beautiful You Coaching Academy. She serves her community with love, courage, and intuition. Jean has an insatiable curiosity for humanity and brings a holistic approach to her work through meditation, movement, and energy practices, and is speaking our language. Hello, Jean.
2: Hello, Lisa and Nat. How
1: are you? We're good, and I was just thinking, what a way to start of the year! To start the year with a bio and a guest such as yourself.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you! Such a pleasure and such an honor to be chatting with you, both of you, um, doing such powerful work in this space and really shedding a light in this really important phase of women's lives that we've hidden for so long. Mm, thank yeah, you. thank
0: you, thank you, thanks, Jean, and. At the start of the year, there is always a big focus on what's our year going to look like. And we talk a lot about how we dislike New Year's resolutions. And we very much focus on New Year intentions and deciding and choosing how it is that you want to feel throughout the year. And we love that there are professions such as yourself around courage and transformation and coaching women um, through that, that process. Can we begin by just defining what does a courage and transformation coach actually do?
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And if your audience could see me on the other end, I was nodding furiously when you were saying you don't believe in these resolutions about sending the intention. And, um, yeah, I really believe in that. And in my work as a courage and transformation coach, I support individuals to connect with and embody their courage um, to move through some major transformations in their lives. And when we talk about transformations, we, what I mean by that is are things that we are where we are shifting in our own uh, mindset or our approach or going through some physical uh, transformations in our lives and that involves a lot of looking um, inward into ourselves and having that courage to face possibly the fears, the limiting beliefs, and things that might be holding us back to really living through that transformation and living our potential. And why I talk about courage is because courage needs to be present courage and vulnerability I will add in there needs to be present when we move through some major tran- transformations and courage is not something that can be thought of but it comes from our heart our body and the internal wisdom that we have it's like a driving force like a fire within us that really propels us into these amazing transformations and transformations are not always rosy (laughs) it can get very messy and I love using the analogy of using um, a of not using but using the analogy of a caterpillar and going to a cocoon and when they go into that phase they completely turn into mush it's a very technical term <laughs> and they completely disintegrate. And it's during this process, this, this process of transformation that they then form into a butterfly, but this process can't be rushed. So if we take this um, process and looking at how we approach the new year, the new year is a really beautiful way for us to look at what's been in the past, and look at ways in which setting that intention of how we want to create this new year, um, and or how we want to step into the new, how we want to be. And so, I love how you are bringing this topic in at the beginning of the year because it's such a we've got the opportunity during the holidays to take just to pause and to reset and to relook at and look at what um possibilities can be created
0: wow beautiful and i was getting goosebumps as you were talking i must say and in particular because when you talk about transformation and you talk about the caterpillar and then becoming a butterfly if we liken it to perimenopause and menopause And the fact that, and we do talk about the fact that this is a transformation for women, that we are coming through a phase of life and we will come out the other other side, and we are living 30 to 40 years beyond that one day of menopause. And what I love specifically what you said there is that we can't rush the change, or we can't rush the transformation. And as we know, you know, perimenopause can last up to a decade. And that is that process. I, I think that's part of that acceptance piece, isn't it, that I'm, I'm here, We. I can't rush it. Yes, it might be really, really crappy what I'm experiencing, but knowing that we are evolving and, and growing and becoming um, this person that we're going to become on the other side. To mm,
1: absolutely. And, um, well, I'm in it and living it, as I keep saying on this podcast, and that's a very good analogy, Nat. And the courage is to accept what it is that you're going through, and educate and know and then go forth whilst navigating it. But I think the courage is also to think about it in a positive light instead of, you know, there is a lot of negativity around there, and rightly so, of course, but, you know, it's the courage is to flip that and see it very positively, what it brings to your life moving forward. Mm. And that's definitely how I see it.
0: Yeah. Good point.
1: Absolutely.
2: And I, and I think there are, um, you know, there are so many ways of also for women to be able to tap into that courage based on their life experience up until this mm. point. Um, One of the things that I find really helpful when I work with my clients is to ask them to think of past memories of where instance where they've gone through some really major transformations in within themselves whether that's stepping into motherhood or going from uh, uni to into the workplace, getting married, falling in love. There's so many stages of those transformations where you really don't know what's going to happen.
1: (laughs) No, but um, it's funny you make that point too because I think we're more accepting of those transformations because there's a lot more discussion around there in society around them being, you know, most of those being, you know, pretty on par for everyone but yet we're not accepting of perimenopause and beyond. So, you know, it just really shows that the discussion really needs us to keep happening. So, you know, and in that case, of are just normalising it. So yeah, really good point. team. Mm, um, yeah. we love on your website that you highlight the phrase being ser- seen and being heard. Where has your passion come from in helping others to be seen and heard?
2: Yeah, I think it's... Um really great question i think internally for me my personal experience i'm an asian australian woman who grew up in australia and i would spent a lot of my life trying to uh one be seen and then on the flip side fitting in Mm. and so in doing so i ended up hiding a big part of myself because it wasn't as air quotes accepted and over time As I probably in my late 30s, um, now I'm 41. In my late 30s, I started to really realize that by hiding it, I'm not being seen. And as I'm talking with a lot of women of different ages, society has really squashed a lot of their qualities their really unique qualities and labeled them as weaknesses or things that they need to improve on air quotes again and um and that's really hurting a lot of us hurting a lot of women and men as well and we then become these cookie cutters um molds and now you know we hear a lot of Um, expressions out in society about be yourself be bold speak your truth and things like that but it's really hard to make that jump when we've been hiding for so long so my passion comes from seeing for me I see strengths in people whereas a lot of people see those strengths or label them as weaknesses as an example um quieter uh women or men, quieter people in the workforce might be seen as not being proactive, not leadership material in the very old traditional sense. But a lot of those qualities being, say, for example, being a quiet individual means can also mean that they're very observant and also picking up a lot of the subtle cues that are happening in a room that might not be picked up if everyone was loud and boisterous so that's a very simple example and i think a lot of people can re- a lot of people in your uh, listeners can relate to as well <laughs> so coming back to your question um, what i see the qualities i see are strengths and i i love working with individuals to really help see it for themselves and to celebrate it firstly for themselves and then harness that out into the spaces that they own whether that's with their partner their friends in social circles at
0: work mm. Beautiful. beautifully said and again i think it really relates a lot to how we work with women who are navigating perimenopause it's really about coming back to themselves and we get asked the question very often you know where do workplaces start with this work how do we even introduce it and we always say well it's got to come back to the women initially because a lot of women do not understand what this phase of life is most importantly do not understand why we go through this phase of life and it's only then that we can really start to understand okay this is what I'm experiencing and this is what I need this is a support that I need so you know and we a lot of our work is based around that self and recognizing that the self has to know who they are and and what it is that they want and and own themselves unapologetically right and then mm-hmm. and then branch out so yeah what you say is just so beautiful and and you touched on earlier Um, in offering one beautiful tip to our listeners. Just wondering, have you got any other tips on how our listeners could really just come into that courage and and that transformation for themselves?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the um, one of the beautiful things about women coming into this phase of life is that they already have a big range of experience that they already have within themselves they've gone through many other transformations throughout their lives and sometimes we don't pause to reflect on these so one one tip um, that is very easy for your listeners to to use is sitting down and probably sit down with a journal and look, writing down the times in their lives where they've gone through some really challenging um, phases in their lives, like whether that's going through perha- per- perhaps a divorce or um, birth or going or, or experiencing a death of a loved one. Um, and tapping into those moments where. They probably didn't know what was going to happen, but they found the courage to move through it because they are standing here right now, facing, looking at the doors of perimenopause and menopause, if not in the midst of it. And I find that um, when we tap into those moments, we know that we can. if we can move through those stages in life, we can certainly move through this stage. So using a journal to journal those moments and to, um, have that on hand to reflect on, to look on when times are just shit <laughs> and to be able to, 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 to say to yourself that I'm okay, I'm safe, I have the tools. Um, another way that I think your listeners can um, tune into, and as women, we have a very strong sense of intuition the inner knowing, the gut feel. We just know. It's that instinct within us that we would decide to do something or to act. And especially when we come to this phase in our lives, that intuition, I believe anyway, is getting stronger and stronger. And using harnessing that intuition that inner knowing of knowing for example when to rest is a very simple example or knowing that um you need to pause and 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 take that time that hour whatever that you need to breathe we're talking about breathing earlier before we started recording you know having that that moment to breathe rather than go, 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 got to do this, got to pick that up, got to, got to, got to. Um, Listening to that inner compass and really connecting with that, I think will really support us in women in really embracing um, their courage to move through this particular phase in their lives.
1: I do love that bit that you talk about with intuition and gut feel because I, if I look back on my life so far, uh, what And just my general take is that as in, as women, we tend to negate or push aside that intuition or gut feel, thinking mm-hmm. even because sometimes it's not really the, um, the accepted response that you may think it needs to be. And yeah. as I've got older, I've definitely listened to it more and gone with that gut feel, even if it's not a popular feeling that, you know, once you get it out there and it affects others. So I think that's a really, really good point in, in actually honouring that and honour it earlier in your life rather than later.
2: Yeah. You have
1: the confidence to do that. I think that's really important. I, I can really resonate with that point. Um, Jean, one thing that comes up in our conversations is the differing experiences and mindsets around this phase of life across cultures now you host Asian Women Rising Circles and we'd love to hear from you on what your experience and knowledge is about women embracing their female biology and how they view such phases as menopause.
2: Yeah, I love this question and I've also been talking with um, other women, uh, Asian women uh, before our chat today as well. Um, it's a really interesting question because well, firstly, I'll, I'll preface by saying that um, Asian women, we come from a big range of different cultures, experiences, mm. and ethnicities. And also, um, I grew up in Australia, so my background is Hong Kong Chinese, and I've grown up in predominantly a, a Caucasian um, society in Australia. So my experience of an, of being an Asian woman is quite different from many others. What I'm finding is a lot of um, women who come into my circles are, I guess, they're curious about what's more, what's beyond um, work, what's beyond the mind. And in my circles, I bring in different things like movement and meditation and journaling. So I engage the mind, our body and our intuition into the space. In terms of the question around our connection with our biology, I would say that for generation probably before me, so those right now aged in their 60s, um, and those in our are through to from you know from 60s, maybe through to 30s or 40s, a lot of women that I've noticed, um, don't have a strong connection with their bodies Mm. other than very um, common, uh, I'll rephrase, other than um, some areas such as body weight, as an example, or how the skin looks. um, The connection with, say, the different phases of the menstruation when we're bleeding during our periods isn't particularly strong and i do wonder if it's because a lot of um asian women who are my age or earlier they may have come to australia with um sort of a survival mindset in many ways you know it's trying to um find themselves in the new new society, in a new community and also carving their place through whether that's through education or climbing the corporate ladder. And so um, unless we make a very concerted effort, then it's probably a little bit harder to connect with our bodies in that way. However, if we look at traditional practice, if we look at traditional traditional Chinese medicine there's a lot of wisdom in that in that space where it works with our body looks at our meridians our energies mm. and different body parts are connected with with um, different parts of ourselves why is our mind thinking so much oh it could be connected actually with repressed anger um and so I think the wisdom is there and I think there Is starting to shift, um, like the mentality and the approach around our health, looking at beyond just Western medicine, but looking and looking at more integrated um, health modalities and systems. And um, it also sounds like it's something that what you uh, do in your work, Natalie Mm -hmm. and Lisa, in terms of working with men, women, and um, moving through those phases in their lives.
0: Mm. I have to say, I think you make a really good point too mm-hmm. around that survival mode. I feel like particularly in Western cultures, so many of us and in particular women are really living in that survival mode and, and what I resonated with a lot was in the workplace in particular, right? So women were so aspirational and ambitious and we've spoken before on the podcast around women's career life cycles that from 40 plus where are raring to go and then that ambition just seems to grow as we get you know into our 50s and then even into our 60s and we are always in that sort of survival mode in trying to prove ourselves and and keep going and and showing that we're not the weaker sex and and we're not bogged down by by so much and you're Mm -hmm. right that really does play a huge part I think in um in women's acceptance and understanding of our phases of life and our and our biology as well
1: Mm. yeah yeah and I, I I, was interesting how you were talking about you know um, women of an Asian background that might come to Australia or grow up in Australia they, they shun that beautiful part of their cultural heritage which can actually be a real guiding factor um, mm. and and even you know even from I'm from a European background Maltese background and I remember growing up um, you know just wanting to fit in and really shunned that whole um, uh, background that was really that became very important to me, and that I will openly discuss and talk about now. Whereas previously, I didn't want people to know that I was from a Maltese background, um, you know, because the connotations with it, you know, that came with it, and it was—it's crazy. Now I think back, as the, it's such a crazy thing, but you can see how those perceptions can really guide someone to shun, you know, who they are and um, and how they navigate life. So yeah, that really hit a chord with me when you were talking about that. Yeah,
2: I really resonate with that as well. Um I w- we talked before we hit record, I was saying i reclaimed my middle name, Jing Yin, mm, mm. last year. And um throughout my entire adult life, I had lived with only half my name, <laughs> as I joke, literally. And the reclaiming of my middle name was about being seen again and also embracing the heritage. Mm of me like it's it's a bit hard to escape if you look at me I look pretty Asian so <laughs> that's
1: a beautiful thing
2: yeah yeah exactly and so part of that reconnection not only is it the biology but also that heritage I think is really quite beautiful and and really empowering when we can see and allow that in into our lives
1: it's mm. it is powerful because it's who you are. It's it, it's who you know who your makeup is, and you know I think yeah the, it's a totally different conversation, not different slant, but it it can really it can really power you know your background as, as to the person that you are and that you're becoming right through life. So yeah, no, some really good points. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, beautiful points. So we ask all of our guests this next question, which. Just to reiterate, our podcast is all about power and finding, nurturing and using our personal power as we transition through life phases such as perimenopause and beyond. And we'd love to know from you, and perhaps you've touched on this already a little bit, but what does coming into your own power mean to you?
2: Ah, love that question. And uh, for me, being in my power is... First thing that comes to me is knowing that I am safe within myself. Mm -hmm. I trust myself. And the energy is about coming back into my own body, like down to my tummy, down to my womb space, my vagina. That for me is about, it's a subtle shift I find about coming into my own power. It's not about the external so much anymore it's not about trying to please other people Mm -hmm. and um it's about saying yes to myself whether that means saying yes to others or no others less relevant it's about saying yes to me and knowing that i have all the support that i need whether that's from within within my own wisdom or the support that I receive from people around me or from my higher self or my guides, if you believe in spiritual aspects. But for me, it's that inner knowing, that inner wisdom, knowing that also I've gone through so many phases now in my life that the next phase, okay, I got this. And if I don't have this, it's okay to fall apart as well. (laughs) And that's really important to, to know that Being in my own power doesn't mean I have to forge forward, doesn't mean that it's got a forward energy. It just means that I've got this and I'll take whatever time, energy, resources it takes for me to move through and to be with this moment. And some of the things that I love to uh, bring in into my day and practice as well and something that your listeners might be interested in are simple things like when you go for a walk often we walk with like a destination in mind or we might be you know looking at our phones trying to work out where we're going or sending a text but i'd suggest like when we walk is to notice how where Where our energy is, where the weight of our body is when we walk, are we leaning forward in terms of trying to really move forward and go somewhere, or is that energy sort of sitting down lower in our belly and allowing the world to see us? It's a it's a quite a fun, easy practice to bring in into our day. Another, um, another good practice is with social engagements, do we say yes because we should or because they came to my son's christening 20 years ago so therefore I should go to their grandchild's first
1: birthday?
0: You <laughs> laughed but it happened. happened. Yeah, no, it we happened. talk
1: about saying, always saying yes to the things that you want to say no to. And Is that, that was my, that was actually my mantra this year. And I, I tell you what, it's served me so well. Amazing, mm.
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's how did it feel for you?
1: I look really good because I have traditionally been a, a, a yes person, and it's 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 run me dry and burnt me down. And um, I don't know whether it's just coming with age and having more confidence and just I don't give a shit factor, but um, it's one of the best things I have done. Amazing. Yeah. And Nat's really good. She's good at doing that. No, no, don't need to do that. I've learned a lot, a lot off Nat too. Thanks, Nat. Beautiful. <laughs> the support of women, inspiration from yeah, each really, other. It's, you know what, because as oh. women we tend to say yes to so many things because we don't want to let everyone else down, but then we forget about ourselves and actually how we want to feel. And and I think, I think someone, I was listening to a podcast and They were saying that, you know, uh, it's okay to miss out on things and, you know, we've got this big thing around FOMO and, um, you know, fear of missing out and, you know, yeah, it's just something and it really does, it drains us, it drains our battery.
2: Yeah, yeah. I read the other day uh, another acronym. I think it was POMO, pleasure of missing out. Oh,
1: love that. (laughs) I'm taking that one, Jing. Yes. <laughs> that might be a new hashtag for me, I think.
0: <laughs> Word of the year for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah 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 that's beautifully said., uh, we've loved this chat uh Jean. You've given some beautiful insights and and again, just coming back to that question around coming into your power, it's amazing that all of our guests that we've had on have really spoken about that internal connection about their intuition and being really true to themselves rather than seeing power as this external exterior or power that we 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 look a certain way or you know we need to be doing certain things so it just, it just resonates so beautifully in in what we're trying to do here with this podcast as well and um, have definitely appreciated your your wisdom and your insights. We'd love to know where can our listeners connect with you and, and learn a bit more about the fantastic work that you do.
1: Yeah,
2: beautiful. Thank you. Um, well, your listeners can find me um, on my website, janejenginsum.com, which I'm sure you'll share in the notes, yeah. and also on Facebook and LinkedIn. So I write quite a bit on these topics of courage, vulnerability and living life on your terms. Um, on I, do
1: love, I do love your posts on LinkedIn. I've really, since we've connected, I've really enjoyed reading them and I, I especially oh. love the one of the things that we didn't know about you. Oh, um, it was very it was lovely. So yes, I would encourage our, our listeners to connect with you and have a little bit of a, a read through your post because they are enlightening. Thank you.
2: Oh beautiful, thank you. And thank you so much, Lisa and Nat for having me on your podcast. And to start off 2023,
0: thank you. Thank I really you. enjoyed the chat. Thank you.